due to the type of interviews conducted, we are not recording in the studio. Some audio may not be clear. The goal of our Support Our White Troops segment is to bring light to the experiences of people of color and of members of the LGBTQ plus community that serve in the United States military. Thank you for listening to the American Dream Isn't Real podcast. Hello, this is M.E. Williams Books, and you're listening to the American Dream Isn't Real podcast. This segment is Support Our, right, uh, our White Troops. And I have a gentleman here with me. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself or do you want to... Don't say your name, though. <laughs> okay. I'm just telling anyone. Don't, don't say your name, please. <laughs> Hi. Um, yeah, I'm a 27-year-old uh, transgender um, male. And uh, I'm just here today to answer some questions and have a little discussion. <laughs> you can ask me anything you want to. I'm pretty open about anything, so it won't be like an awkward one-way conversation. Okay. <laughs> just make sure you speak loudly in there. So you know. Oh, yeah, I saw it kind of like that a little bit. Yeah. So we're just easing to with some easy questions first. So, like, where are you from? Um, so I grew up in Minnesota, and then I moved to Chicago for college when I was 18, and joined the military from there. So I usually kind of say I'm from Chicago because that's where I kind of became an adult. So. Okay, yeah. yeah. Minnesota. Do a lot of people from Minnesota join the military? I feel um, like the military is like a south slash like little pockets <laughs> of people <laughs> yeah i'm actually not sure i mean you know like you know, a lot of people from minnesota in the military a few actually yeah. oh okay yeah oh i don't know i just never yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> i met a lot of people which part of the what um, school did you go to i went to uh, a small private school in northwest indiana and then i lived in chicago and like commuted and worked up there and sold chicago sometimes like all over the city, so I kind of like moved around a lot. Um, right now, my I have family in Berwyn, so when I go back and visit, Berwyn is like everyone says they're from Chicago, but they're usually from the <laughs> suburb. So I'm sorry, I'm one of those people. <laughs> my family is from Chicago, like Southside Chicago, which is a lot right now. But yeah, that's where I come from. Especially during the summer, there's like so much violence oh, in the Southside. Yeah. <laughs> what year did you join? Um, I joined in 2014. Wow. That's my joint too. Like the beginning or end of 2014? Um, the end, August. About okay, three yeah. years ago now. Yeah. Two years, four years ago now. How did you go from like college to military? Um, my story is a little weird. Uh, I was I grew up very religious. My family was kind of very strict and stringent on uh, us, me and my siblings. And then I went to Chicago because my parents kind of supported it and pushed me to do that. And um, it was, it's like a, a missionary school there, like a seminary school. Oh, okay. And um, I don't, I kind of had like a, a a moment where I was just like, oh crap. Like, but the, the one. You did a lot of learning. Yeah. <laughs> the one the thing that I was a part of was possibly a cult. And um, my coming out moment was when the news in Chicago was that the pastor was, um, sleeping with a minor oh wow and uh oh, wow. yeah that was kind of like my coming out moment so I came from a very very strict rigid childhood and rigid college life as well because I was training to be this missionary and I was supposed to follow all these rules that the bible told me to follow um and the military kind of helped me transition into uh it's, it's just into life more smoothly 
because it had okay. rules as well. So it helped me kind of. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So you like the stability part of it? Just... Yeah, it actually yeah. really helped me kind of grow up. You know, I don't know if it's it's a life thing for me, but it helped me come out of that strictness, you know, because um, when I grew up female, my parents made me wear skirts and um, I couldn't wear pants ever, not even to bed. Um, I couldn't uh, listen to any music that had like a beat to it. I couldn't go to movie theaters. Um, like they were just really, really, really strict on us. Mm-hmm. And so when I got in the military, I was like, wow, you guys want me to not do drugs? Well, big deal. <laughs> I can, you know, I can yeah. still do like normal things though <laughs> it wasn't really that hard to follow the rules like oh wow you want me to fold my socks and basically <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so I guess it, it really wasn't that that much of a switch <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, I mean it sounds like a big switch a better switch yeah <laughs> but I guess it's how you look at it mm-hmm. um so 2014 to now have you noticed any like I guess like culture changes in the military or Maybe not culture, but like, have you, have you, like, have you changed your opinion at all of the military? Um, I'm still learning a lot, actually. Um, I'm still trying to figure out my opinion, I guess, on the military in general. Um, and how it runs is, I've, I've, I've just recently got moved to DODA, this, this office, um, yeah, this office that um, I find out how the squadron works. A little bit mm-hmm. and it kind of works a lot it runs pretty smoothly because there's there's stuff set in place so i mean and right now this person i'm seeing is in um this work environment where they can't promote because their leadership doesn't like them oh yeah and um they're a hard worker and they show up on time and they lead mm-hmm. people and they get given jobs that are for upper management but they can't yeah. get to upper management so I did notice that recently. I was like, the military has a nice thing in, in place to where if one person doesn't like you, you're not screwed. Yeah, that's what I don't like about the promotion system. But it's like, how do you change it, though? Because you promotion have system here in the military. In the military, you just think? like it's like you're in the military because when you have like your EPR, yeah, um, and not just the last EPR counts, it's like the last three or four, something like that. Yeah, so you have your EPRs, you have the testing, and then it's like. They took away, like, time and service, time and grade a little, right? So you have, like, things that are supposed to even it out, but still, like, those EPRs can make a big difference on whether you promote or not. <laughs> so you think it's you think it's just on your leadership or it's just performance? Um, As far as, like, if you promote or not? Yeah. I think it's both because, like, so I, I'm, I was a supervisor, obviously, and I felt like it was my job to, like, write the best for my person. But if you get someone who doesn't feel that way and you end up with a score less than what you deserve, which I've seen like sometimes too. So your score is lower. So you're getting like a lower score in the EPR. It's not your fault. That's like your supervisor's fault for not writing it, you know? Yeah. So, but I don't know what to do to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you can't just be like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know what to do to fix it. It's kind of a messed up situation. But the good thing is like, you're supposed to change supervisors every year. Yeah. So that's like, I guess they kind of fix itself a little bit. Yeah, my, my you know, the, my partner, they're working at this company that has the same supervisor for years, same owner, and they can't promote. Like, oh, true. So yeah. I'm like, if they were in the military, it might work a lot different. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That's true. The Companies are like way worse. 
started like when I first started paying attention to politics it was probably like when Bill Clinton was in the office you're probably like way too young but <laughs> <laughs> he had like the don't ask don't tell which I was like super happy they repealed that oh yeah when I was in basic they they yeah, yeah, they, yeah they told yeah. us about it and they were like don't worry about it that's <laughs> <laughs> like don't he's like this is ah don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> so I heard that but then like recently a whole like transgender people have been like the focus and the issue Mm-hmm. Um, people the same way. Well, see, that's so. We all went to basic training. Yeah. And you know the showers are all group showers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess that's the issue. I think it's more about changing society okay. because if like I'm about to change my gender marker in the military from female to male, so if I went to basic training, you know, it would depend on my bottom genitalia, and that's um, gender yeah. isn't you know. That gender isn't defined by that, and I, you know, don't have a penis, mm-hmm. so showering might be a little weird. Okay, yeah, that's true. So, I mean, I guess would it would be more to change society, which is a long way down the road, mm-hmm. because, like, as a trans, if a trans woman went into, um, like a female flight in basic group showers, you know, like mm-hmm. if a trans woman didn't have bottom surgery and she still had her penis like would that create drama possibly in female flights because i've it just depends on what people have gone through you know and yeah. i don't know exactly it, what if it's losing it in basic then i guess i guess it would be like, individual showers but that yeah. would make showering take longer so yeah, would, unless they have like they invested in like the infrastructure of the of the room, you know, yeah. to be like more individual. I don't know. See, I always thought of, I never even thought about that. I always thought about it as like being like operational military. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just thought of the shower thing the first thing. Oh but wow. That's that's the only thing that would be kind of hindering on new people in the military. Yeah. When it comes yeah. to operational, I mean that's pretty easy to deal with. Yeah. I mean it, it should be easy to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think of, like, all the, like, I don't know, like, the recent back and forth on some of the policy changes? Oh, yeah, on that. It's it's so funny because it's, like, a policy will change, but then it depends on your command, you know? Yeah. So what's the most recent policy you were saying earlier? Um, well, the most recent now is transgender people are banned. Oh yeah, that's just is that was that it's a tweet? Like the right? most, yeah, that's just a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> At first, when I when he tweeted that, I was pretty devastated. I mean, you know, I texted my therapist and I was like, "Yo, what's going on? Like, what does this mean?" But they can't just, you know. And of course, we all got an email next week. Like, yeah, we're gonna allow our transgender military members to serve. We can't just kick them out. You yeah, know? and we're gonna stick with the policy that we have at hand. Yeah. Um. So. For the operational side, I mean, there's functioning alcoholics in the military, you know? So if they want to say that I can't serve when I'm, like, you know, just trying to be myself, I think that they really need to take a bigger look. I know. Sometimes I wonder, like, who's looking at this? Because I feel like at the squadron level and, like, the one-on-one level, nobody, like, you don't stop me from doing my job. Like, (laughs) I just don't see, like, where it comes from, you know? 
Um, with like, I don't know, how do you deal with the back and forth? Because like one day it'll be like, oh, like this is the policy. And next day it'll be like, no, this is the policy. For me, I kind of just do my own thing and I took control of my own transition. Like I was, what I was doing for a while was waiting and waiting for approval. And I'm like, this policy is put in place so that I might not get approved for for hormones. Mm -hmm. I just kind of was like, I'm just going to do it. So I, I did it and I got surgery without permission and I didn't get in trouble and things have been great. Like, no, I haven't really, really <laughs> gotten in trouble. Yeah. So no, I, that's right. like, yeah. I took a huge risk. I could have waited and like been like, all right, so what's the policy now? So whatever the policy puts out, I'm just like, I'm going to do my own thing Yeah. because you guys haven't taken care of me and you mm-hmm. won't take care of me. So <laughs> did you get it? You got the military pay for it? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, you did it now? Oh, yeah, use my bonus. Wow. <laughs> I saved up a lot of money, so I, I was good to go. <laughs> but would the military have paid for it like, at the time that you wanted the surgery? I know with one of my colleagues, um, they did, but that person had to fight for years and years. Oh, and wow. Years. Okay. And I wasn't about to wait that long. This is uh, very important to me, very important to my identity, and so I went out and got it. I think it's messed up that, I don't know, maybe it's okay for you, but that you like serving and you can't use the health benefits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think you should have to use your own bonus, but I mean, I'm happy, you know, that you're happy. I don't know how it works, too, like, um, because, yes, I did need this surgery, but, um, you know, like, if, for example, if a cis female wants to make her breasts bigger, does the military pay for that? Um, I know everyone gets one, um, talk about discretionary surgery okay. or something like that. So I think so. Hmm. Yeah. I don't see why that would be different. I would need to see, like, I would need to look it up. Like, don't like quote me, but I, I'm pretty sure we get like one, like whatever surgery. Including, you still have to apply for it. Including like eye surgery too. Oh uh, yeah. You get eye surgery. Oh. Are you thinking about laser? I got it. Oh, did you pay for that too? I didn't no. I was going to say. <laughs> no, I was like. <laughs> okay, so the military gets that for you? Yeah. Maybe I don't think that includes that. I think that's a part of like whatever. Because a lot of people are getting it now. And it's like an easier procedure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, I don't even mess up. But <laughs> I don't make the rules. <laughs> yeah. What are your, I guess, like. Are you still able to do everything in the military, I guess? Um, well, besides the fact that my job involves flying in an air, aircraft, mm-hmm. and the Air Force is pretty behind in that, um, they don't really know how it's going to, the, the air pressure change is going to affect um, hormones on your body. Whoa. Is, they, it, is it more than medication, or are they actually worry about, like, hormones? Are well, hormones are my medication. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, true. So they've never really tested it, so they're just unsure, so they just deny me altogether. But I know there's other transgender military members that aren't flyers that um, are able to deploy and Mm -hmm. perfectly fine. They just bring bring their hormones with them, uh, whether it's female to male or male to female, and um, they're able to do just fine. Even though, and right now, like even in the workplace, I just started hormones like three months ago, so I'm going through a puberty right now, but. I'm able to come to work and be an adult because that's what I am, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to look for, like, another type of job? Like, are you going to end up staying in and try to switch 
do something else or since you might get out? I still have two years to figure that out. Right now, um, I'm going to school and it's on the Air Force's time, which is really nice. I'm not, even, not even using my GI Bill yet. No, so. <laughs> so I'm kind of no. just, they're just paying for it. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll just stay in for like a few more years and like try to figure stuff out because it's, it's really. So you're using a TA right now. Yeah. Yeah. I recommend anyone if you're in the military, please use TA. Yep. Don't let it go to waste. Go to school, take one class. Please. Well, you get forty five hundred a semester or total. Uh, forty five hundred for a fis- every fiscal year. Every fiscal year, yeah. use it. Please. So recess in October. Mm-hmm. Um, please yeah. use it. <laughs> I tell all like anybody like get your general classes out the way. It doesn't even matter. Like just use whatever's there. Mm-hmm. Please. And my enlistment is up. Um you know, right around when the, the current president possibly could be getting out of office. So I don't really know what's going to happen. I'm trying to fill it that, out. That might, things go. that might affect my decision, you know. I almost, I tell some people this, but I almost like became a conscientious objector. Like, <laughs> for real. <laughs> almost. Almost. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about, are you able to talk about like mental health stuff? Yeah. Or not? We don't have to. I think so. But, um, so did you have to go to mental health as part of your, your transition, or did you go on your own? Um, so I followed a uh, fellow colleague's um, advice, and uh, she gave me a lot of advice because she'd gone through the same thing. Um, she said, um, go seek out mental health on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, this local therapist around here, um, and I, I even, you know, one of our friends, I even told him to go there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can just go there, and it's billed through Tricare. Great. And the military knows nothing yet, you know, because I don't have a mm-hmm. diagnosis. So, yeah. Yeah, so I just started going to her and figuring out how I really felt. And the military didn't know anything, which was really nice. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't have to come out in the military yet. You mm-hmm. know, I kind of could just see her once every couple weeks and, like, figure my thoughts out, you know. Okay. That was nice. <laughs> it was easy. That sounds easy. Yeah. I did uh, mental health through the military. And still, like, no one asked me anything about it. I just, like, went into mental health, made employment. Obviously, our situation is different, so maybe, like, it would have been different for you. But, um, I think it was, like, helpful. But maybe I didn't realize the work that I had put into it either when I first, I was like, I'm going to go, and then, like, they're going to show me how to get better, blah, blah, blah. But it's, like, an ongoing thing forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's not like, oh, like six months, you're good. You got all those skills, you know? It's like, you, know, you got to keep, like, refining those skills and getting better at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I, I actually have grown a lot in the past seven months. I started seeing this therapist because I started working through all this stuff I went through with my childhood, you know? Like, mm-hmm. having this, like, strict, rigid schedule and, like, I have six siblings and, like, mm-hmm. we all went through a lot of stuff, you know? <laughs> and I, I've grown a lot. Like, I can't believe, like, I didn't, I waited so long to, like, see her. Mm-hmm. I've like, been seeing her for years here. That's good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> On the military's down, I'm like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about mental health because a lot of people should have like all those stigma towards it. Mm-hmm. But I think that uh, people should have people to talk to outside of family and friends just to give it a real like outside perspective. Oh, yeah. And it helped me a lot. <laughs> so many people think that and it shows a sign of weakness, I feel like, and they don't want to be seen as weak. So mm-hmm. they want to figure out their problems on their own, which. That's true. In my friends, 
friend's case, my military friend's case, they all get really drunk and start saying really dark stuff. And I'm like, mm. hey, you need to go see a therapist because um, this will really help you. And yeah. like, I'm not weak. I don't even see a therapist. I'm like, go to a therapist. <laughs> God damn it. I don't want to hear your problems. <laughs> I care about you, but I can't help you. <laughs> I do think if you're like been to like someone over and over again, it's like it kind of weighs them down a little too. So you're like, yeah, go talk to someone, please. Yeah, there's professionals <laughs> out there to help you with these yeah. thoughts. <laughs> you're telling me when you're super drunk. Yeah. Ever <laughs> like on like another note too, like sometimes I would tell people like what's wrong, and they'll just be like, just like eat some chocolate or like do whatever. You'll be, you know, you'll feel better, like whatever. But then they'll like keep going on, especially like if you're in a cycle of like anxiety depression you know yeah it just keeps going in the loop so you can't get better on your own <laughs> yeah um so yeah just focus on even if it's like one time and you're just like oh that felt good and it takes time to build trust you have to realize that yeah you know? and you can build that on your own you know you can go at a pace that you see fit if you have proper health insurance you know like if you're paying out of pocket that might be a time crunch <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but like you know it takes time to build trust you're not going to trust some stranger right away with all your deepest darkest thoughts yeah. So I thought that and then like so the first day I'm like we're not gonna talk about much. I feel like I talked about everything. I was like these are my problems. Mm-hmm. And then we ran out of time. So I was like, all right, come back next week. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> no, that's really good. I, yeah, I definitely try to talk to as many like as many people about it as possible. Yeah. And I think it just helps like overall like Cause I think you can recognize it in other people, and you're like, just like you just said, like, go talk to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and I do think it's a big deal in the military too, because you're right. A lot of people just get drunk. Yeah. And then, and they, then yeah, same stuff. I mean, uh, now I guess I just didn't know this. I was really grateful to this other friend, this trans friend of mine, who said, "Hey, go see this therapist. This person I see, and this therapist will just build care. And I'm like, and this lady was like no one has to know like you just go like mm-hmm. they're not going to report it to leadership it's just i go off base i don't have to go to the medical clinic on base i don't have to see anybody from work i just walk into this private office and i mm-hmm. see this lady and no one knows yeah know? yeah so i will say that's the difference about going like some mental health on base because i was walking in a couple times and it'd be like people and we we're just like looking at each other like yep i'm here too <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is a cool circle to have that the military offers that, but yeah, it can be weird sometimes. Like every once in a while, you might see somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, so let's see. 2014, 2018. You felt like you had a lot of growth from then now. Um. Since joining the military, do you feel like you've accomplished everything you set out to accomplish, or are you still like? learning I guess yeah I don't know really if I had a goal in mind when I joined the military I kind of just wanted to figure my life out and I figured a lot out I've learned a lot Mm -hmm. surprisingly I've actually learned a lot about like really important things like you know those stupid briefings we go through like every (laughs) week every week like (laughs) consent and stuff like that oh yeah I didn't when I was a kid I wasn't taught that you know my family never Mm -hmm. really went into detail about that they kind of just taught taught us that like the woman should be silent at home because, you know, that's how it should be. The man is the ruler of the house. And when, like, um, when he wants to, like, have sex with you, you have to have sex with him. That's what I was mm-hmm. taught as a kid mm-hmm. and, like, throughout college as well. So I actually learned a lot in the military, oh, wow. surprisingly. It's yeah. like, and it's kind of, like, embarrassing to say that I didn't really know it beforehand. But, like, no one had ever taught me. 
And it was common sense stuff that I should have learned at a very, very young age that I'm mm -hmm. sure you'll teach your kids and, you know, people should know at a young age. I never knew. So I've grown a lot in that aspect. Just I never even thought of that. Like, yeah. Whenever, so whenever I go to Bridgens, like, I'm just like, oh my God, why am I here? Why am I here again? But like, now she told me that it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never thought of that. A lot that. of times kids' parents just don't. And kids, like, and, and my parents sent me to this Christian school mm -hmm. that didn't have sex ed or proper education on consent. They passed a rose around the room and said, how many people touch this rose? If you have sex before you're married, that means you're dirty like this rose. Like, bullshit oh, like that. Wow. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the stuff that they saw. Like, you know, and it's, it's, I've learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Are your siblings in the military, too? Or just you? Just me. Um, I have six siblings. And... Um, they're all it's still in Minnesota. Are you the youngest? Oh yeah, my younger my my younger brother actually my one of my younger brothers he just joined the guard. That's right. Oh so, yeah, my brother's in the guard too. Yeah, my youngest army? brother is yeah he's in the yeah. army. <laughs> <laughs> and Illinois he's in the yeah Illinois guard. Oh nice. Guard. Yeah. No, I'm second oldest. So you know older brother. I don't know why I thought you were the baby. Yeah. <laughs> second oldest is always like the wildest loudest one, right? I think like those middle kids. Because, like, the first gets, like, all the attention. And then, like, slowly it's just like, oh, you'll live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. The youngest, like, oh, big families. Like, my family just had seven kids. I don't know what they were thinking. Like, <laughs> we we never got enough attention. Like, you know, mm. so I think some of what I do today is even, like, get attention. Like, you know, I love getting tattoos all over my body. And I think it's just Your tattoos are awesome, though. I think so. <laughs> It's mostly because I don't, I've never got the attention that I got when I wanted when I was a kid. So you like people walk up to you like, let me see your tattoos. Well, I guess kind of old. <laughs> <laughs> They're cool though. They're yeah. <laughs> I feel like super outgoing. I'm going to tell you all like listening. I love talking to him. Like at work. No, seriously. Seriously. Like, I don't like talking to a lot of people. <laughs> but you and like maybe like three other people. I enjoy our conversations. Yeah, we've gotten into like some deep conversations. I know. <laughs> I was like, man, that was really nice. <laughs> I like that you're like, you're really honest and you just come from a different perspective. I think about just like the whole consent thing. Like I would sit there and be like, oh my God, it's another, another one of these. Why, <laughs> why do we need this? So yeah, thank you. <laughs> so what else do you, I guess what do you like to do outside of I know you're like super active. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah, like yeah. a Netflix person. <laughs> I hate the sun type of person. And you're always doing something. Well, lately, since <laughs> I've been in school, I'm just like, I plan on going to bed like super early tonight. But I've been hitting the gym a lot, trying to reach my goals like um, with weightlifting wise and like build mass. And and then um, I like to go fishing. Um, let's see, what else? I think I'm going to go on a trip to Argentina this year because I like backpacking to different countries. I think it's kind of like you know what I'm talking about? An <laughs> uh, a couple years ago, I backpacked to the Philippines and it was like the best. I just was at a different... By yourself? Or... Yeah. Oh, wow. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in college, I really enjoyed traveling. And then, like, I don't know what happened, but over time, I've, like, developed this fear of, like, going places by myself. That's, what, that's what's great. It kind of, like, gives me life. It's like, I don't yeah. know if I'm going to die on this oh, trip. Oh, no. But... <laughs> I could get kidnapped. I don't know. Oh my goodness. I never thought about those things before. 
just like, this is going to be a great trip. It's just like electricity. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you have a good time to make it back safely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was really cool. You're like, you're like one of the coolest people I know. I love Um, So, I know, I guess, do you have any questions for me? I don't think so. No. All right, cool. Well, thank you for coming in today. <laughs> um, <laughs> if I have any follow-up questions, I'll probably get to you. Or if like if anyone listens have, have any follow-up questions, just email me at mewilliamsbrooks at gmail.com or um, I'm also on Facebook and Twitter, same at mewilliamsbrooks. Um, you can contact me and I will relay the questions to him or if you have any questions for me. Uh, or if there's anything that we didn't cover and you want to talk about, just let me know and I will. I do not know everything. <laughs> I don't pretend to know everything. So I'm pretty open to criticism. And thank you for listening to the American Dream is a Real podcast and this segment, Support Our White Troops. <laughs>